From the Ohio News Network, this is Ohio Sports Magazine, presented by Ohio for Responsible Gambling. Now here's your host, Matt Andrews. Greetings and welcome to this week's Ohio Sports Magazine, right here on the Ohio News Network. We appreciate you joining us for this week's show. We've got a little bit of a variety this week, starting with Ohio State women's basketball coach Kevin McGuff, who's led his Buckeyes to the Sweet 16 in Seattle this weekend. Ohio State won two games at home last weekend, beating James Madison. And then around two, a thrilling two-point win, essentially at the buzzer over North Carolina. Coach, let's get right to it. Tell us about the ending in this past weekend's win over North Carolina. Did you draw it up that way? I think it was kind of a variation of the play you called in the huddle, right? Well, we, we, we had a play called to get it in JC's hands, and we were just a little off on the timing, and Ebony made a great decision to not pass it initially to her because she wasn't open, um, but then we swung the ball around, and once again, Ebony made another good decision. She got it back to JC's hands, and, and JC made an incredible play. Ebony Walker, the unsung hero of that game, and just about her maturation, her development, her career. Third stop for her. She's used the portal. She's continued to work hard. She always gives you great effort. What did her performance in that game mean, Kevin? I don't I don't think we win without it. Um, I, I just, we've all been kind of watching her practice games, show these flashes of what she did yesterday. And I think yesterday, though, was the complete, performance that we've all been been waiting for and what a what a great day to to really give your best effort and, and, and contribute in such a meaningful way kevin we talked a lot about team chemistry at the end of last year when this team bought it and got to spokane and played texas in the regional semis do you like as this team has formed now again to a regional semi performance against connecticut this weekend do you like how they've bonded how they've come together and do you feel something similar yeah, absolutely. I, I think one of the, you know, we've had a lot of come from behind victories. And, you know, yesterday we were up and had to, to hold off a really talented North Carolina team. But I think the key to that has been our chemistry. And when things go wrong or mistakes happen or people don't make a certain play, nobody points fingers. We we communicate, we uplift each other. And I think that's reflective of our chemistry. And I think that's been a huge key to our success this year. Multiple decades, you've coached women's basketball, you've coached basketball, period. You've been on both sides of these game winners. Jamie Cherry for Carolina ousted your team in 15 down at Chapel Hill, and obviously the game winner this weekend for Ohio State against North Carolina. But the delicacy of that moment, and how do you handle that as a coach? You can be uh, on the other side of it really easily. I know it's very delicate, right? It's tough. I mean, I have great respect for North Carolina. They yeah. got a great program. They got a great coach. They got a lot of talent. Um, and so, yeah, you do this long enough, you're going to be on both sides of this. Um, really happy yesterday. Obviously, we were on the right side of it, and really excited to do that in front of our awesome fans. I mean, we had a four o'clock tip, which was great for TV, but tough for for people to get to the game. And still found a way to get a bunch of people in there to have a great environment. Another thought on Sheldon, if you don't mind, Coach, just in in terms of her getting her back to health, your staff, you guys monitor that. You played her 25 minutes against Maryland over a month ago, nearly two months ago, and maybe a small setback for her. But to continue to come back from that, what's that say about her and your staff getting her to this point? Well, you know, she always works hard at everything she's doing, so she's worked incredibly hard you know, rehabbing her injury and to, to put herself in position to get back. 
training staff, Connie, our, our trainers, done an excellent job, and they've worked really well together, our medical staff. And, and you know, we I think some good decisions were made down the stretch to, to, to keep her out until the Big Ten tournament. And we were able to get it back a little bit, and she was extremely impactful in that. I don't know if we went either of the first two games that we won without her. Um, and then certainly, you know, to have her for the amount of time we had her against Jane Madison in North Carolina was just incredible. It's, it's, it's awesome to have her because she's a great player. She impacts us so much, but I also love just watching her play because she's got a joy for the game and she just plays so hard and, and just loves being out there. We record this prior to heading to Seattle. Uh, when this airs, some stations may air it prior to the UConn game. So we won't talk specifically about Connecticut, but just in terms of the second weekend of the tournament, Kevin, and your experience going into this round of 16 and then hopefully on to the eight, what's uh, what's got to change, I guess? Not necessarily with your team. If you want to talk about that, go ahead. But is there something that you focus on a little bit more at this round of 16? I think that, you know, you're not going to change your team. Right. You kind of are who you are. Right. But what can you do to be the best version of your team? And so what can we do to really lock in, focus? Um, you know, like we had uncharacteristic turnovers against North Carolina. You know, we needed to work on, you know, just execution and taking care of the ball a little bit this week. We need to just, just make sure our defense is as good as it can be. Um, you know, just soar up, you know, just make sure the fundamentals are rebounding is good. So, so you don't really change your team, but can you create the best version of yourself heading to Seattle? That's our goal this week. Thanks for your time, Coach. Congrats, and good luck this weekend, all right? I appreciate it. Thank you. That's Ohio State head coach Kevin McGuff joining us on this week's show. We'll have more of the Ohio Sports Magazine when we continue here on the Ohio News Network. If you have an unhealthy obsession with the Blue Jackets, we have just the remedy. Join us Wednesday nights at 7 for the Inside Edge. All the jackets and hockey conversation you can handle. The Fan, Ohio Sports Destination. Now back to Ohio Sports Magazine, presented by Ohio for Responsible Gambling on the Ohio News Network. Once again, here's Matt Andrews. Welcome back to this week's Ohio Sports Magazine. We continue along with the basketball theme. The State Boys and Girls Basketball Championships were the last couple of weeks at the University of Dayton, the home of the Dayton Flyers. And we're going to go out east here in the state of Ohio and talk to former Ohio State basketball manager, and I mentioned that because we just had Coach McGuff on, but guys preparing for UConn and some of these stations that air this show, that will have already happened on Saturday afternoon. But we're going to talk high school basketball. We've got boys and girls to talk about. Berlin Highland had a terrific run the last few months, the last couple of weeks. Their boys and girls teams both played at Dayton. The head coach of the girls' basketball team is a former Buckeye manager in Brady Schleyball. Brady, how are you, and how has the last few weeks been for your 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 city, your team, your village? I mean, that is a major basketball country over there, isn't it? Yep, yep, I'm doing good, Matt. It's an exciting time for sure. Um, you know, it, it definitely is a big basketball area, and the community supports us really well and kind of rallies behind it. So it's that March is definitely an exciting time around here. Let's talk about your team. You lost in the state semifinals March 9th to Tri-Valley 51-34. to The Highland Hawks, 
the Berlin Highland Hawks losing to Tri-Valley. But just tell us about the season you guys had, the great run you had at the end, Brady. Yeah, you know, we were a very young team this year, and so we had to, had to figure out how to win big games. And by about middle of the season, we kind of figured that out, what, what roles people needed to be in. And so uh, we ended up having a really good second half of the year, won some big games against some really good teams, and then um, kind of kept it rolling into the tournament. And um, and then obviously ran into a really good team with Tri-Village. They've got some studs on their team, and so – um, if we we're going to lose to anyone, we were we were glad it was to the best team. As I understand, Brady, you guys started out eight and six, so middle of the season, close to average. But then you rattled off fourteen straight until that title uh, regional sem- uh, state semifinal game. Correct? Yep. Yeah, we had a we had a big win over Midview um, at the Classic in the Country that we put on down here, and Midview actually ended up in the state semis in Division One as well. Um, and so that kind of gave us some confidence, kind of gave the girls a little bit of belief. And then, you know, we were able to, to use that momentum going forward. So it's definitely an exciting time. Classic in the country. It's known nationwide. I do know that. And some of the schools from where I'm from here in the state have played there before. But that's become a, a real tradition over there. And you know about mm-hmm. tradition in history. It's your first year as a head coach, but your assistant, your father – was an integral part, certainly this program and building it, correct? Yep, yeah, you know, he was here for he was here for thirty years, nineteen state appearances, um, six state championships, and so um he obviously knows what he's doing and so I was able to to lean on him a lot this year, especially off the court, you know, kind of making sure the house is in order, schedules, all that kind of stuff um goes smooth and you know, I'm able to just coach essentially, but then um, having him on the bench for, for big games is obviously nice as well um, to be able to throw ideas at each other back and forth. But, um, yeah, Classic in the Country has really turned into, you know, one of the biggest and best events in the country. Um, high school teams that aren't from here get to come here, experience the Amish culture, and so do college coaches. Um, Kevin McGuff was actually here this year, so um, it was fun. Brady speaks of his father, Dave. But basketball runs in your family and beyond your immediate family. Your uncle, so Dave's brother Mark, is the boys' coach. Do you guys ever not breathe hoops? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, my grandpa loves it that he's got a game to go to every night with all the grandkids and, and everyone coaching as well. So, um, yeah, it, it, it's kind of a, an everyday thing in the winter, but, you know, we wouldn't have it any other way. Uh, my Uncle Mark's obviously had a, a great career, and he's won a couple state championships, and this is our third year in a row making it down to the state tournament. So um, it, it's nice to have that, you know, for practices, bounce ideas off of back and forth. Mark's team, the boys at Berlin Highland, lost to Crestview on the state semis this past weekend, 69-63. to 63. Brady, we can keep going on and on, and we, we will for just a moment. I want to get your take on, you were here for the Ohio State women's second round game in Columbus against North Carolina. Just your thoughts on, A, initially working as you went through school here at Ohio State for Coach McGuff, and now following them and what you've seen from this team as they head west for Seattle. Yeah, I mean, as you know, I obviously loved my time there, loved um, getting to know everyone, you, McGuff, and, you know, a couple of the staff. It, 
you know, McGuff is an unbelievable head coach. People don't realize how much time he puts into it, but also how much time he puts into his family. And, you know, he's got a big family, so um, I'm sure it's a challenge. But for this year, what I've been really impressed with is how hard the team plays. Um, you know, you got Cody and JC, Taylor flying everywhere all over the floor. You know, sometimes they're running over people, and I'm sure McGuff wouldn't be too happy about it. But um, it, I feel like when someone makes a big play, it inspires everyone else to also play hard. And so um, they get a lot of that for sure. Last thing I'll leave you with, Brady. You talk, you brought it up a few minutes ago during this interview. But over there at Berlin Highland, you guys in the heart of Amish country, how has kind of the culture been embraced and how does it integrate in with the basketball success that you all have had on the boys and girls side? Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's huge for our community. Um, it, it's very hardworking, you know, nose to the grind. We're going to earn everything that we get. And, and so that kind of seeps into everything else um, in the town and, and in the area. And so it's eventually become a very successful area for businesses to prosper as well. So um, it, it definitely leads into then, you know, the parents and the kids. And it, it you know, it allows you to work really, really hard. And so it, it's definitely a huge part of what we do. Brady Schleybaugh, the head girls basketball coach at Berlin Highland, has been our guest. Regional semifinal, regional champion, state semifinalist here in 2023. Brady, thanks for your time. We wish you all the best, pal. Appreciate it, Matt. Thanks. We'll have more of the Ohio Sports Magazine when we continue here on the Ohio News Network. Are you starting to question your gambling or the actions of someone you love? It may be time to talk to someone who understands. Call the Problem Gambling Helpline today and talk to a trained specialist. There's no judgment and no commitment. Plus, it's completely free and confidential. We're here for you. You are not alone. And remember, we all have the power to change with the Problem Gambling Helpline of Ohio. Make the call today. Call the Problem Gambling Helpline of Ohio at 1-800-589-9966. Hey, Bone, did you know that sports gambling is legal in the state of Ohio? I did, and I've been placing my sports bets at Barstool Sportsbook. Head to Hollywood Casino. They are open. It's beautiful. It's wonderful. And they're taking bets now. I use the Barstool Sportsbook app to place my bets. Even though other sportsbook companies try to get me to bet elsewhere, I don't let them. I thwart all those attempts. Make a first-time wager on the Barstool Sportsbook app and get up to $1,000 in online bonus cash. Must be 21 or older. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Some foot issues just can't be fixed by those expensive shoe stores or shoe inserts. A foot exam from a doctor of podiatric medicine, who is the medical expert in foot and ankle care, may give solutions after doing a complete foot examination. If you suffer from foot, heel, or ankle pain, let us help you find a member of the Ohio Foot and Ankle Medical Association so you know you are being treated by the very best. Visit us at associationsadvanceohio.com for a referral today. This is Education Matters with Ohio Education Association President Scott DeMauro. Ohio's public schools serve 1.6 million students of all races, backgrounds, genders, and abilities. The diversity in our classrooms is what make them such powerful learning environments for all of us. This Disability Awareness Month, we're celebrating our public school's vital role as safe, welcoming places for all children to learn, grow, and thrive. No exceptions. Education Matters is brought to you by the Ohio Education Association. 
Did you know that three Ohioans are diagnosed with oral cancer every day? Dentists are doctors of dental surgery and can recognize life-threatening conditions and treat oral diseases before they become serious health complications. Ohio Dental Association member dentists are located throughout the state and are dedicated to providing the highest quality dental care. Ask if your dentist is a member of the Ohio Dental Association and American Dental Association so you know you're being treated by the best. To find an ODA dentist in your area, visit associationsadvanceohio.com. Springtime is here, and you know what that means. It's time for mulch madness. Did you know that too much mulch is bad for trees and shrubs? Two inches of mulch is plenty. Any more, and you risk causing roots to grow up and around trunks, which increases unhealthy stress, shortens tree life, and even keeps moisture from getting down to tree roots. To find out more about mulch madness, or to find a certified arborist near you, visit treesforohio.org. That's trees, the number four, ohio.org. Ohio Sports Destination. Now back to Ohio Sports Magazine, presented by Ohio for Responsible Gambling on the Ohio News Network. Once again, here's Matt Andrews. Earlier this week, we had a chance to listen in on some of the Bone and Beam United podcast, soccer podcast featuring host Jonathan Smith and filling in for the father, the new father, Brandon Beam, Pat Murphy who covers the Columbus crew. Let's listen in on some of their discussion about the black and gold. The one thing I think, and I've continued to try and tell, tell people this is like, they are very focused on the process and not necessarily results right now. Yeah. In Tim Bezbachenko, the GM's eyes, Wilfred Nancy's eyes, this is a long-term thing. And obviously they want to win this year, but you know, th- this isn't a, win now you know caleb porter situation of the you know basically last season i mean they they expect to be in the playoffs this is a team that thinks they have enough talent to do that so he's setting up a whole new system for this team in in terms of the way they're playing it's a new formation with three center backs and wing backs and you're you're trying to do that with players that have been playing this four two three one some of them going back you know multiple years here and now you're you're adapting to this new system. And look, I think that this will be a work in progress throughout the year with Nancy trying to figure out, okay, who fits best in these roles? And you've seen it through these first couple games. The last two, uh, Yao Yaboa starting as a left wing back. That's a guy who is a right attacking midfielder. Those are different <laughs> sides of the field for yeah. people that uh, that aren't familiar. <laughs> yeah. And uh, you know, some of that has had to do with injuries. Will San, San started the first game and, and has been hurt since then though he should be back this weekend and uh jimmy madranda who was the big free agent signing who scored the goal in toronto and really nice goal came off the bench that was his first game because he was hurt in preseason so you know things like that they're still figuring out something so to go on the road to toronto and this is a toronto team that didn't have multiple players including designated player in lorenzo insignia yeah so it wasn't full strength toronto but to go to Toronto and, for the most part, control the game. I mean, they they probably created the better chances. There was a point in the first half when Toronto kind of came into it after the goal. But all in all, I thought the crew was the better team on the road. And, again, it's it's not a, the best version of Toronto, but you've lost at Toronto before with without some of their best players. So I think it's a positive that you were able to get a result. It's unfortunate. You know, Alex Maton had a chance to win it right oh. at the end. There were, well, that, that last like 10 minutes of the game yeah. for the crew on offense felt like they were playing the crew defense in the last 10 minutes of the game <laughs> last, last year. year. It <laughs> was like 
This oh, this is what that's like to have a team that's like really going for the win, and it felt it felt good. Like they were not that Caleb Porter wasn't trying to go for wins too, but you know what I mean. It was just they were actually in really good spots, and they and and perhaps that's just Toronto's defense being poor at the end of the game. But I feel like every week so far we're seeing a little bit more of this team kind of going okay. I I kind of feel a little more comfortable with this system. I know there's going to be setbacks. It's a long season. You've watched plenty of MLS, you know. I mean, what you do in the first six, eight weeks of the season is not indicative of what you're going to do in August or September when it gets down to, like, you know, playoff pushes and things like that. But there are teams that are red hot for June, and then by August, September, you're like, they're not even going to make the playoffs. Yeah. Like, so can't put a lot of stock in everything right now, but like you said, the process is important. And getting that built to a level where they actually, by August, September, are playing playoff-level soccer, I think that's what I'm hoping for, is that I hope they're in playoff position, and then I hope they're playing well enough to not just get there and then crap out in the first round. I'd like to see them playing a really good brand of soccer that allows them to like take on anybody in the league. But baby steps, you got to get yeah. there. Yeah. yeah. Well, and keep in mind too, like Nancy is much more willing to play these young players than Caleb Porter. Yeah, it's just a difference in philosophy. So you're getting a guy like a Mohamed Farsi at right wing back who's doing this for the first time. Will Sands yeah. played a little bit last year, but really he was more of a crew two bench guy. Crew two guy, bench guy for the crew. Yeah, yeah. Alex Maton hasn't played a ton for the first team. Uh, you know, so there are some young guys. Phil Quinton made his debut in the first game as has played, I think, every minute so far yeah. at center back. So those guys are gonna grow too throughout the course of the season. It's not just the system and, and things like that. And then you've got a Steven Marrera who's playing right center back, which is not his natural position. We talked to him this week and he he was asked about how the adjustment is and and if he enjoys it and he was like I don't want to talk about the whether I enjoy you know he, you could tell yeah, that this yeah. is it's like whether I enjoy it or not this is my job yeah. and I'm adjusting to it right. and I'm sure he'll enjoy it if the wins are there and they're a good team right yeah. I mean yeah, if yeah. not it it like anyone it'll be it might it might be one of those things that over time they start to find all right some of these guys are just not with the system they don't want to do this sure whatever but also I mean I I, I can imagine you go through that as a player. It would be like, again, in any job, if you had something you were used to doing and they're like, you're doing this now, but if you're getting paid well and you like what you, you know, you like being in that profession, you, you adjust. Right. And I'm sure a lot of these guys are going through that. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, you mentioned guys not fitting, you know, there was the Jonathan Mensah trade right before the season. That was shocking. It was. Yeah. I was, I was surprised and look, ultimately it turned out that while the, I, there was a the side of it that was money related, where they liked what Philip Quinton was was bringing during preseason, and realized, okay, we have an opportunity to move a guy here and get get money off the books. San Jose was going to pay his full salary, which doesn't happen a lot in MLS trades. And also, it was a fit thing where, with the way they want to play with the three in the back and building out of the back and stuff, they they just didn't see Jonathan being. Not that he couldn't have done it, but they no, didn't I see know, it yeah. being, you know, the the thing now. I still think it was weird timing and things like that, but that's my to your point of like this is going to change, and I think this roster will still change some. I don't know if they sign a, a big name this summer. That Tim Bezbachenko has been very much more. Look, we're going to build similar to what Philadelphia's done with with these young players and stuff under Wilfred Nancy, then going out and signing a Cucho again. Yeah, but I, you know, I could see them bringing in a a center back with some experience that right. you know would would at least help the. You know, increase the depth and be a guy who could probably start there and, and whatever. Yeah. So I think this team will will look different, as you said, when it comes to that playoff push, than it does now in in a number of different 
We'll have more of the Ohio Sports Magazine when we continue here on the Ohio News Network. Calling all crew fans. Join us every week for Inside the Crew. It's a show about soccer. Tuesday night after 11 Warriors. Sponsored by Coda, a trusted mobility sponsor of the Columbus Crew. Your flagship home for the Columbus Crew, the fan. Now back to Ohio Sports Magazine. Presented by Ohio for Responsible Gambling on the Ohio News Network. A few weeks ago, the 15th annual Buckeye Cruise for Cancer sailed the Caribbean and raised more than $4 million for the Ohio State James Cancer Hospital and Solov Research Institute. On that cruise was OSU football coach Ryan Day. Former Buckeye linebacker Bobby Carpenter had a chance to sit down with Coach Day for an interview. I thought you might want to hear it. First Buckeye Cruise, Coach, what has this been like for you? It's been uh, it's been a great great week. Um, I, I think um, to be a part of such a great group who have raised thirty two million dollars in sixteen years, and now this uh, being our first year coming on uh, was unbelievable. Having some of our players on was great, um, and so hopefully we can keep this thing going and be a part of the move forward. About the family, you know, Buckeye Nation can be tough. There's about six hundred folks on here. What's the reception been like for them? How much have they enjoyed it? Uh, it's been a great week for my family uh, to be around um, you know this group of people who have done so much uh, for cancer research but 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 they they are great Buckeye fans and the support that that we felt on this trip has been excellent met so many great people uh, and spent a lot of great time with with others so one of the guys coach stress came back and He's been busy for about the last decade doing a lot of different things. Have you had a chance to talk to him? There's very, I tell people, it's like being the president of the United States. There's very few people that are alive that have walked in your shoes. Getting a chance to kind of see him, talk to him, what's that experience been like? Uh, Coach, Coach and Alan are unbelievable. Um, you know, and he's been great to me since uh, I've become the head coach at Ohio State. Certainly so has Coach Meyer. But but it was great to be able to spend some time with him this week. This is his first cruise as well. Yeah. And um, he, he just has a great feel for it. And like you said, such a great resource because uh, he actually knows what it's like and he sees things that uh, you know, uh, normal people can't see and certainly he has so much great experience that uh, he's definitely a great resource for me and my family. So we got to do a round table with five, one former player I guess, four current players with Tommy Eichenberg, Steel Chambers, Cade Stover, Emeka Ibuka, and then Cameron Babb. Watching those guys up there and seeing them interact, like what was that situation like and I mean, honestly, like, I was super impressed. How proud were you of them of being able to interact? And I thought put on a great show for Buckeye Nation. I thought they did a great job. They were funny. Um, they, they were spot on. Um, and hopefully this is a great opportunity for them. You know, they're, they're not here all week, but they are here for the whole weekend. And um, to really grab on to so many of the great former players who are here and continue to build those relationships. Um, you know, I, I know that you and, and so many of the other former players have kind of put their arm around them. That really means a lot. Um, and so uh, I, I think they really did a great job, and hopefully this is a great opportunity for them to network with, with great people. So we started talking a little bit about NIL. You were sitting up here with you know, Kirk and diving into everything of where kind of Buckeye Nation is and, and where recruiting is and, and everything. I know we've kind of talked a lot about this, but you know, just as we kind of dive into NIL and understanding,
understanding this this new world and you know, Ohio State. You know, you want to be elite. You want to be the best. And and where we are with that, and kind of what that situation looks like here as we're kind of heading into like, into 2023 and heading in this new recruiting cycle. Well, um, yeah, I, I thought it was a great talk. Um, you know, we hit on a lot of subjects, but uh, certainly NIL was was a big thing because uh, that's very very important moving forward. It's something that we all need to embrace. Um, you know, the conversation of whether people agree with it or not really isn't relevant. Um, what is is that it's not going to go away, and so um, you know, we have to embrace our collectives, um, and you know we have to make sure we're taking care of our current team and being able to compete in recruiting. Absolutely, and that's that's a big deal, and continuing to do that. Um, spring ball is going to be starting up. You named Brian Hartline your offensive coordinator. Um, you know, obviously, it's going to be a little different. Maybe you know, calling the plays and different things. How that's going to shake out? How much of that, like working through spring ball, putting in different situations, and understanding what that's going to be like? How much are we going to be pressing into that and trying to just develop maybe a new routine and, and a new understanding of what that could look like? Yeah, I think it's important when you have a, a young quarterback to put him in game situations. The big focus for us in the offseason is competing, putting the guys in a lot of winner loser situations, finding somebody that um, you know is is their equal and just continually going back and forth, um, you know, losing and then figuring out a way to beat them the next time. I just think that's so important in our offseason. And it's gonna be very, very important with our with our quarterbacks, but also, you know, giving Brian an opportunity to call plays in certain situations. So gonna try to figure out, you know, a way to try to build that into practice. Because, you know, probably this year more than ever. How much has your job changed in the four years since you've been here with just the incredibly changing landscape of college football? I, I, you know, every year it just changes dramatically, and I think that's probably a good thing is that, um, you know, since 2019, every year it just changes more and more. Um, and so it's become kind of the norm, um, but it's something that, that we have to adapt to, and certainly this this whole NIL is the next thing that we got to make sure we're on our toes and adapting in a big way. A couple final questions. You mentioned how terrific in the quarterback situation obviously the battle going back and forth between Kyle and Devin but the rest of the offense and how elite the skill position players are and what that could potentially look like and and where you think that talent maybe ranks across the nation I mean, I think we have a chance, you know, in our skill positions to be as, as good as we've had at Ohio State. Um, I think you see the guys coming back and not only the production they've already had, but the potential coming out of next year and some of the versatility. Um, a lot of different players um, certainly getting a healthy backfield back will be important. We're going to have to really do a good job of, you know, solidifying some stuff up front with the offensive line. But, um, you know, when you look at our skill on the perimeter, tight end and running back, uh, got a chance to be as good as we've had. And, you know, last, I'll leave you with this. And it's the first time I heard this story here this evening is you're talking about, you know, the creation of your foundation, getting involved with Nationwide Children's, the On Our Sleeves, the Ryan Nina Day Foundation, you know, with mental health and and how that all originated and where that came from to be able to kind of explain that and maybe let people know, you know what it's all about and how it got started. Yeah, the, the original thing and uh, how it got started, I was spring recruiting and, uh, you know, I was up in, in Stark County and, and um, I think it was the, the third or fourth suicide that year at that high school. Uh, they canceled school for the day. I met with the head coach and I just remember calling Nina and just saying, you know, this is something, something's wrong here. Like, this is just not right, you know, for one school to be losing this many people. And then you start doing the, the research on what's going on across our country. Uh, just had to do something. And, that, and that's what that's the platform that Ohio State has to offer. One, and then two, just the philanthropy 
philanthropy and giving back in the community feel that's here in Columbus is unlike any place I've ever been. And so with those two things put together, and then it all kind of came together, and that was the beginning of it. That's former Buckeye linebacker Bobby Carpenter with OSU football coach Ryan Day. We'll have more of the Ohio Sports Magazine when we continue here on the Ohio News Network. We're your home of the Buckeyes. We're your home of the Jackets. We're your home of the crew. We're your home of the Browns. And we're the home of the Professional Pickleball Association. What the hell is this? Not really, but maybe someday. The fan. Now back to Ohio Sports Magazine. Presented by Ohio for Responsible Gambling on the Ohio News Network. Once again, here's Matt Andrews. Welcome back to this week's Ohio Sports Magazine as we touch now on the Cincinnati Reds and hear from Jeff Carr, the host of Locked on Reds, with our Paul Keels. It's our chance to talk with Jeff Carr from the Locked on Reds podcast. And Jeff, I'm going to ask you about things that I heard you guys talking about this past week on some of your podcasts, beginning with Luis Sessa leaving the World Baseball Classic and coming back to spring training. Uh, what do you kind of read into what that means for where the Reds are looking at his status for this year? I think that this meant that even though he hadn't started for Mexico during the World Baseball Classic, they were still looking at him as a candidate for the rotation. He came into spring training, maybe not the favorite to land a rotation spot, but definitely in consideration. And especially with Luke Weaver's forearm injury that is still a little bit nondescript. There's not a whole lot that's being reported as to how well he's doing. I'm uh, not necessarily sure if that means he's going to be delayed to start the season, but that means that there's probably an opening in the rotation. I, I firmly believe that, you know, Luis Sessa can be a pretty viable starter. I just, I wonder a little bit about what the effect would be on the bullpen, because I feel like he is a trustworthy reliever, a guy that David Bell can call on, that, whose name is not Alexis Diaz, which <laughs> could help Alexis Diaz because he's, you know, his arm's going to fall off if you have to pitch him every day. So I, I would, I'd be hesitant to really sign off on him in the rotation, but I would, I would definitely be interested to see it so long as Brandon Williamson is included. Uh, speaking of pitchers and bullpen and injury concerns, major concerns with back spasms for Lucas Sims here, Jeff? I think so. And I know that the reporting was, well, you know, this is unrelated to the surgery that he went through last, last year that, that, cost him all season but i find it hard to believe that a back spasm is not related to a former back injury so i am a little bit worried and hesitant for that because i know that tony santian has been delayed through spring training he just started pitching this week in games so he's not going to be ready to start the season he had back problems last year so i almost wonder if it's if we kind of group lucas sims together with tj antone and that is he's very talented. We know what he could do before his injury, but to say that we're expecting him to come back completely healthy and ready to go right out of the gate seems a little bit short-sighted, and I don't necessarily know that we can count on Lucas Sims like we were hoping. Jeff, I heard you and Steve Offenbaker talking about Jose Barrero practicing out of position. Please enlighten us more on that. Yeah, he... um, Something that he has done over the course of his short career in the major leagues has played a little bit of center field. And this spring training, they continued uh, to do that because, 
you know, he's always been the red shortstop of the future ever since he was called up in 2020. And he's just never really changed shortstop of the future to shortstop of the present. And at some point, the future's got to move on, right? Like, we got to find a different shortstop of the future. We got to find a shortstop of the present. And if he's not going to take a hold of those reins, and if Ellie De La Cruz is going to be ready in May, like we think he will be, then I think that the natural conclusion is Ellie De La Cruz is going to take shortstop. Jose Barrero will be some insurance in the outfield where, you know, maybe you want to give Will Benson a day off. Maybe they don't play him every day and they set him against left-handed pitchers and then maybe Jose Barrero plays against righties. But it also, it, it tells me that about Jose Barrero that they're not sure of him at shortstop and that they're also not sure about Nick Senzel because he he was listed on the travel roster for uh, Wednesday night's game here in Cactus League play, but he was listed as a reserve and he still hasn't played yet. So he's definitely going to be delayed to start the season what will they get from him once he's healthy? I mean, this is a make-or-break year for him as a Red. I, I firmly believe that. And if they are already planning contingencies for outfield backups like Jose Barrero instead of Nixon Zell, I got to wonder about you know how, how long of a leash Nixon Zell is going to have to prove himself. Having said all of those things, Jeff, does that make some of the questions or some of the thoughts of where the opening day roster is a little shaky right now as we speak? Um, not entirely. I would probably say there's only about a couple of spots that are left up for grabs. And the reason for that was they sent down the superstar prospects that had been showing out in spring training. They sent them down like a week ago, which was a little surprising to me. I thought they would hold on to them for a little bit longer. Like Christian Encarnacion Strand was batting like 500. He led the Cactus League in just about every statistical category. He definitely led the Reds. Uh, in every statistical category on the hitting side. Um, But it was always a bit of a long shot if Joey was going to be healthy. And then with Matt McClain, he's kind of a guy without a position because I don't think he's going to play shortstop with Ellie De La Cruz, you know, knocking on that door. So where does he play? Second, center? they got to figure that part out. But overall, those were the guys that I really kind of had my eye on to be like, okay, if any of these veteran utility player type dudes that we have like Chad Pender and Kevin Newman and and stuff like that. If those guys are going to be pushed, it's going to be by these youngsters, but the Reds already made that decision a week ago. Gotcha. For those who haven't listened, you need to check out the Locked on Reds podcast. Jeff Carr, thanks as always for your time. Look forward to talking to you again, Jeff. Hey, hey, thanks, Paul. Go Reds. We'll have more of the Ohio Sports Magazine when we continue here on the Ohio News Network. Are you starting to question your gambling? Or the actions of someone you love? It may be time to talk to someone who understands. Call the Problem Gambling Helpline today and talk to a trained specialist. There's no judgment and no commitment. Plus, it's completely free and confidential. We're here for you. You are not alone. And remember, we all have the power to change. With the Problem Gambling Helpline of Ohio. Make the call today. Call the Problem Gambling Helpline of Ohio at 1-800-589-9966. Some foot issues just can't be fixed by those expensive shoe stores or shoe inserts. A foot exam from a doctor of podiatric medicine who is the medical expert in foot and ankle care may give solutions after doing a complete foot examination. If you suffer from foot, heel, or ankle pain, let us help you find a member of the Ohio Foot and Ankle Medical Association so you know you are being treated by the very best. Visit us at associationsadvanceohio.com for a referral today. 
This is Education Matters with Ohio Education Association President Scott DeMauro. Ohio's public schools serve 1.6 million students of all races, backgrounds, genders, and abilities. The diversity in our classrooms is what make them such powerful learning environments for all of us. This Disability Awareness Month, we're celebrating our public schools' vital role as safe, welcoming places for all children to learn, grow, and thrive. No exceptions. Education Matters, brought to you by the Ohio Education Association. Did you know that three Ohioans are diagnosed with oral cancer every day? Dentists are doctors of dental surgery and can recognize life-threatening conditions and treat oral diseases before they become serious health complications. Ohio Dental Association member dentists are located throughout the state and are dedicated to providing the highest quality dental care. Ask if your dentist is a member of the Ohio Dental Association and American Dental Association so you know you're being treated by the best. To find an ODA dentist in your area, visit associationsadvanceohio.com. Springtime is here, and you know what that means. It's time for Mulch Madness. Did you know that too much mulch is bad for trees and shrubs? Two inches of mulch is plenty. Any more, and you risk causing roots to grow up and around trunks, which increases unhealthy stress, shortens tree life, and even keeps moisture from getting down to tree roots. To find out more about Mulch Madness, or to find a certified arborist near you, visit treesforohio.org. That's trees, the number four, ohio.org. Why? Just think about it. Why is the number one selling brand of chainsaws not sold at Lowe's or the Home Depot? We can give you over 10,000 reasons. That's how many authorized local steel dealers you can find across the country. Visit one and you'll find a range of dependable gas and battery powered tools from trimmers to blowers. And you'll find service from experienced professionals. Real steel. Find yours at SteelUSA.com. Lowe's and Home Depot are trademarks of their respective companies. Ohio's sports destination. Now back to Ohio Sports Magazine. Presented by Ohio for Responsible Gambling on the Ohio News Network. Once again, here's Matt Andrews. Welcome back. Time to get some highlights from this week's Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show with Jay Crawford. Here's producer Hayden Heilshorn to set the scene. Thanks, Matt. This week on the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show, the guys played a little true or false game about Brown's new signee, at defensive tackle, Dalvin Tomlinson. Question number one. Dalvin Tomlinson was a five-star prospect coming out of high school. I don't even know where he was. He's a four-star. <laughs> Trade for Otani. False. <laughs> false. Tyvis says false. Tyvis says true. true. So if oh, no. I'm true, the only one that said true. Bull's in the lead. And let's see the answer, Steve. Is Bull out to the early running? No. no. False. Four-star. He's catching up. He was a four-star. You knew that? That is correct. Dwight, well, look, yeah. I was going to play Did that. Did you guys know that? Or I, you guess? I knew that. I guessed. <laughs> it ain't a lot of... There's one thing I know. I know fat boys up front. <laughs> well, what's good is, like, because he's so new and he was such a big piece, a lot of people read his bio. Yeah. And mm, so that's shady. Maybe is that, is that, is that, that the biggest piece we have? Yeah. No, yeah, season? yeah, I think so. I think he's the biggest sign. I think so. They yeah, spent way more season. money on him than everyone else. Yeah, so. yeah, right. All right, question number two. Tomlinson is the first wrestler in Georgia State history to win three consecutive heavyweight state championships. Is there, is there a chance he's not even a wrestler? Sure. Maybe. Maybe it's, it's possible. He's actually the first gymnast to win three uh, <laughs> titles. Uh... Jay says false. G says false. Bull and Tyvis say true. So two of you will be right. And with that, Tyvis Powell takes the lead. It is true. 
Them D linemen is them good D linemen. No, I thought he was a two-time. I thought he was a two-time. Or I thought there was th- a chance that he wasn't the first three times. You never know with Mike's tricks. By the way, Mike makes um, a trick. Mike makes uh, the, the, what you pick up from being a wrestler and playing that position, it's yeah. invaluable. It's all about weight, leverage, and dispersion, and leverage. And Did you wrestle? Heck, no. I'm a real athlete. Basketball. I play basketball. I put buckets up. Had he wrestled, <laughs> you know what? Had he wrestled underneath his name right now, it would say former 11-time NFL player. <laughs> We'll have more of the Ohio Sports Magazine when we continue here on the Ohio News Network. Bishop and Friends. I was under the impression that the United States beats the Soviet Union. The next day, Rocky beats Ivan Drago. Real bad week for the Soviet Union. Bishop and Friends. Sponsored by Awaken 180 Weight Loss. Weekdays from 9 to noon. The Fan. Now back to Ohio Sports Magazine, presented by Ohio for Responsible Gambling on the Ohio News Network. Once again, here's Matt Andrews. That's going to wrap up this week's Ohio Sports Magazine here on the Ohio News Network. Our thanks to all my guests, including Kevin McGuff and Brady Schleyball. Thanks to Jonathan Smith and Patrick Murphy of the Bone and Beam United Podcast for some soccer talk this week. Thanks to all of our Locked On Sports guests as well. And now for Paul Keels and also for Hayden Hileshorn and for Mark Howe. Thanks for joining us. We'll have a new episode next week right here on the Ohio News Network. Broadcasting from the Lindsay Honda Studios. Honda makes the cars. Lindsay makes the difference. Visit lindsayhonda.com. WBNSFM HD1 Conference.